Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns 
into breakthroughs and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, my friend? As we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that this is actually a pre-recorded live keynote from last year's Unbroken Conference. We had so many incredible speakers and over 2,500 people who had registered for the event. And as we headed into the end of that event, I thought to myself, I'm really going to have to share this as a part of the podcast for the community at some point. And that some point is now. So you're going to hear over the course of the next few weeks, some of the incredible keynote speakers, including Dr. Gabor Mate, Jamie Bronstein, Dan Mangina, and more. You did not watch Unbroken Conference Live. Trust me, you are going to get so much value out of this. You're going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper because these people are not only incredible healers, but they're amazing educators. And so with that, my friend, let's get into the show. This is uh, Stephanie Cariña. I'm a psychologist, Stephanie. So you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I'm so happy to be here and uh, to be at this uh, conference with you um, talking about trauma and healing. Today, I will be discussing with you on how to... Um, mature, basically, how we restore the arrested developments of childhood trauma. How do we go from surviving or striving to thriving? So let's share my presentation with you. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Um, the topic I chose is inner maturing. There's a lot of focus on inner healing, and that's good. That's great. We need to do the basic workup to be able to transform um, self-criticism and self-rejection into self-compassion, which is self-love. Only then we will be able to thrive in the world. Um, I'm going to go more into it in what does that look like? Because we also need to mature in other aspects and then the self-love um, also has some other things that we need to have a look at more in detail because a lot, I hear a lot of people say, self-love, what is that? Well, it's more than just self-accepting yourself. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Okay, so what is necessary for us to be able to thrive, to be happy. Um, we need to basically be able to live in reality and not our reality. So many people who get stuck are stuck in their childhood reality. So they keep on living life, going through interactions, through the lens of their childhood, through what they believe the world is like. So if we grow, grew up in a more hostile environment or where our parents were neglectful or more selfish, then we might project that other people or our boss or anyone else or our friends are um, 
yeah, selfish and don't think about us, then we will also respond in a more hostile way or we won't be able to experience that connection, the connectedness. So it is important for us to be able to live in reality, um, to check if we are uh, having a clear lens and that our boss is actually rejecting us or simply just giving us feedback, for instance, and um, that we are appreciated. Also, when we have a, a reality check and that's okay, and we, we see the reality as it is, we must be able to make uh, most out of it, which self-love is necessary for that. We must be able to strive for the, the option that is better for us. So if we're not happy with our jobs, we need to leave perhaps, find something that we like more. But a lot of people are stuck in not feeling that they have the capacity to, to leave or do something else. Okay, so we have with childhood trauma often leads to not be able to fully develop, to fully mature. So we will get stuck in immature behavior, not that we're totally immature, but there are aspects of ourselves that might be still more um, immature and that will lead us to problems in the interaction, problems in getting our needs met. In the end, it's all about the ability to get our needs met. And most of us are able to buy food and survive, but we also want to have our higher needs met. Um, so immaturity is surviving or striving. So surviving is people who simply survive and striving are people who perhaps um, try to become successful or become successful, but are actually not their authentic self. They are um, what they thought that society expects them to be. So that's not real thriving. That's not real authenticity. So signs of immaturity are like, like a behavior like people pleasing, um, choosing the wrong partners, being the wrong partner yourself, uh, fixating, obsessing on others, you know, um, uh, wanting the other person to heal you, for instance, to be the parent that you never had unconsciously, and then clinging on to them um, instead of being able to find that. Uh, peace within yourself, become your inner parent. Being emotionally unavailable, well, childhood trauma will leave us, leave us disconnected from our emotions. And don't get me wrong, when we suddenly have this overwhelm of emotions and when you sometimes become very emotional, that is not being in touch with our emotions. That is being triggered, our inner child being, our wounded child being activated. So... Um, to be able to be emotionally available is not always that easy. We will need to go perhaps in a safe attachment to that dark place inside to shed light on it. And then we can yeah. activate our emotion system, our inner GPS again. So immaturity is taking things personally. Yeah, my boss criticized me. He's, he's against me. He wants me out instead of, well, yeah. Perhaps I didn't do a really good job. He's not necessarily rejecting me. Let's see if he has a point, for example. Um, because we might take things personally where we have a wound. When as a child, we were attacked. We were unfairly treated. We weren't considered. So we might project that onto actual so situations in our daily lives, but that, that, that not necessarily reflect reality anymore. Um, feeling used or taken advantage of, just the same example. 
dependency or codependency is also a way in which we are not able, we haven't fully matured. We're still dependent upon the other person. Narcissism, the opposites, also not full, fully be able to mature because if we would be fully able to mature, we would be also be able to be vulnerable and not perfect and not amazing. And not, we can just be, you know, I'm worthy of being average. Mature people feel they're worthy of being average because they already feel they're worthy, so they don't need to compensate any. Perfectionism, same thing. Perfectionism, tell is, I would say, is telling your inner child you're unworthy, so you need to compensate. Or often perfectionism is a way in which you try to avoid feelings of shame, criticism, etc. When as a child, you were subjected to that when being your authentic self. Silent treatments is a way of inc- immature communication. It's ignoring the other person's existence, sending them a message. Don't behave that way anymore. You hurt me. You insulted me. Don't you dare. Don't do that. Instead of having mature ways of communicating. Gaslighting, a different way of controlling. It's a, a, an inability to communicate your feelings in a normal, in a mature way. Black and white thinking, that is a big problem for many people. The ability to mentalize properly. If you, see, if you have big problems with that, check out mentalization-based treatment. Uh, we need to be able to live in reality. We need, therefore, to be able to assess our, the reality accurately. Only when we are able to assess reality accurately, we are able to take the information. We need the truth to be able to deal with the truth. We need to live in reality. That's why people often want to know, tell me the truth, because then I can deal with it. So black and white thinking, unfortunately, is uh, immature and not fully, you know, um, developed way of thinking. If you go back the, in the cartoons, was sort of like, that's the bad guy, that's the good guy. You rarely see in the cartoons for four-year-olds, that bad guy has some good qualities and that guy has, that rarely happens. So these people stuck in black and white thinking might reason in it's like that or that if you're if you um, appreciate if you're my therapist and you care about me then i will need to be able to call you whenever i want to if you don't allow me to do that or if you don't call me uh, often regularly or you don't give me this this and this treatment that means that you're a bad therapist that you don't care about me that is black and white the inability to see you care about me as a therapist within your limits the healing fantasy, when we haven't gotten the love and care we needed, we weren't seen and felt understood or attempted to be understood as a child, we might end up uh, unconsciously wanting a parent in our adult life. Uh, it's not like we go out there and they're like, okay, now I need a parent. No, we look for that person who sees us, who, you know, gives us that attention, who has that ability. And then we might cling to that. We want them to, you know, be there always for us. Uh, Instead of finding that inner peace within ourselves, connecting to our inner adult, giving that to our inner child, so we won't get into dependent situations. So, So the ability to be responsible, take personal responsibility, instead of expecting, hoping someone else to come and save us. Um, Feeling abandoned, that you don't care about me has also to do with the black and white thinking and the healing fantasy um, and feeling that we don't have the capacity to be in control of our lives. That is a big problem um, many people face. I will discuss a little bit later. So maturity is the ability to live in reality and immaturity is, uh, is 
opportunity living in our reality. That is the reality, our childhood reality. And we need to be able to learn to distinguish that. I feel triggered now. I feel that my boss is going to fire me. Oh, this might be my wound, my distrust wound, because my, I don't know who, I could never trust them. And now I might be, you know, triggered. So I might need to be able to, to, might need to check, become curious. Is this my wound or is this the actual situation? to prevent from me acting hostile to my boss and then things get worse instead of becoming more connected. Okay, what do you mean? What do you need from me? Let me see my part. Okay, then I need this from you and then we can connect and we can work together. Maturity is having fully matured. It's the ability to see the truth and handling it so we can act appropriately means also the other way around. If we feel we're, if we're naive and someone is abusing us, we uh, or using us, we also need to be aware of that. We need to see the red flags, goes both ways. Well, the human needs thriving. Um, so the um, competence theory says, the, um, the, the theory about the three basic human needs that are proven is, Autonomy is sense that our actions result from ourselves and not from external pressures. Um, also called an internal locus of control. We'll elaborate later on that. Competence, sense of mastery to accomplish projects or achieve higher goals. I mean, most people can go to the supermarket and get groceries. So we're already in a way competent. If you survive, you're already competent because you're not dead. So you got yourself still alive, but we also want to not survive. We want to thrive. So it's the sense of mastery and not everyone has developed that. As a child, we'll get that later, get to that later. Relatedness, connectedness, the sense of belonging, having caring relationships, of course, without needing to sacrifice yourself because that's not caring relationships. That's not equal relationships. We need self-love. So we need self-love and we need the ability to think and re, uh, to think and, uh, um, and assess information uh, accurately to be able to uh, get our needs met and thrive. So the first part, we need self-love because self-love acts as our compass. It's more important than just life experience. Some people say we can go through life without self-love, with, we have the experience, but experience is not a self-protective mechanism automatically. If you love yourself, you take care of yourself, you respect yourself, you have your own back, it will automatically guide you towards safe situations and the highest possible achievements. Not that it is about achieving, but it is about making your life as nice as you like, as comfortable as you like, develop your capacities as much as you, you want to. So it's, a, it's, it's that actually the only way for thriving. Now I'm going to explain what self-love um, consists of. Also, uh, self-love is necessary to be able to experience love from others. Other people cannot love us when we're promoting, telling them, showing them there's nothing, not much to be loved because look at how I treat myself and how I talk about myself. The other person might think I might be missing something. It's not safe for me to love that person when that person doesn't even love themselves. So yeah, it is important to work on that. 
because otherwise we end up without any love whatsoever. To mature, a child needs security, stability, attention, love, and unconditional acceptance. Not only so, so not only when you make mommy happy or uh, the guilt tripping, all these things are conditional acceptance. A child doesn't owe a mom or a parent anything. A parent owes the child everything until they're 18 or the adult age. So the child needs to feel independent and not guilted for separating and going, to, making their own choices. They need to feel to feel free to self-express, so ask for what they need and not be guilted or grow up being afraid of being angry and all these things. They need to feel carefree to be able to play and be spontaneous. So the child needs not to be parentified and given adult responsibilities or talking about serious things with mom, mom complaining about the dad to the child and which the child is not able to take on that responsibility. So the child grows up feeling responsible for other people's feelings and it might take away their playfulness. Um, child needs to feel safe within age-appropriate limits and boundaries are very important for a child as well. So do you love yourself? To ask yourself to get an impression if you love yourself. Ask yourself, do you have a realistic view of yourself? Because self-awareness is key. Um, do you know also your weaknesses, your strengths? Do you know what kind of influence people have on you? How you respond to that? Self-awareness is important so, because it's self-knowledge. And we need knowledge. We need the truth to be able to survive accurately. It's accurate truth. So are you pursuing or maximizing your happiness? Or are you just... Pass it. Do you pursue favorable outcomes in the choices, your everyday choices that you make? Might sound logical that you're maximizing your happiness and favorable outcomes, but it's not for many with childhood trauma. So self-love consists of four aspects. Self-awareness, so the knowledge we're talking about. Self-acceptance, the ability to uh, also then, with what you know in everything you know, accept yourself. So we cannot do the self-acceptance without the self-awareness because we really need to also know our not, not nice sides, our immature behavior, our toxic behaviors, everything. We need to own everything. And we, despite of that, we need to accept ourselves. Self-acceptance and, and, and self-awareness is, um, is not a critical voice. You're stupid. You're this, you're that. That is not ourself. Those are our parents, caregivers, teachers, whatever, critical uh, others. That is not us. So inner critic, this has nothing to do with self-love. That is trauma. That is not self-love. Self-love is the ability to identify, ah, this is the inner critic, the voice. This is not me. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to fight it because there's attention. Just going to leave it. So self-acceptance. But then we also have self-trust. The ability to trust ourselves as much as we trust others. For instance, with dependency, we trust ourselves our trust in ourselves is low, trust in others is high. So meaning we believe that when we look back on our lives that we didn't make the right decisions, that we're not able to of making the right decisions, um, for instance, and that we don't, we're not the agent of our life. I'm going to get back to that later. Self-efficacy, the ability to achieve uh, also higher goals, that we are able to achieve things. So self-love is uh, self-awareness. Um, 
what I discuss. It's the self not Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Self-awareness will be hard knowing who you are It's your identity when you have grew up with a parent who is, for instance, narcissistic. They won't be able to reflect back at you who you are, like these are your qualities, et cetera. They will just project on you what they want to. For instance, the golden child, you're perfect, you're this, you're that. That's not an individual description of who you are. So we need to understand who we are, especially hearing from narcissistic parents. That's a whole journey with self-acceptance, the ability to unconditionally accept us. Not, I accept myself as soon as I lose weight. As soon as I have a partner, as soon as I get that job, as soon as I have that car, no, that is not self-acceptance. And um, it's also accepting the person that you truly are, not the person that your parent wanted you to be. So a couple of uh, things that can happen are that we develop some schemas that, that are wounds. So when we have to con- be conditionally accepted, a, a, a worldview that we have, you know, our emotional history that we are confusing current reality with is shamed effectiveness. The feeling that we're defective, bad, unwanted, inferior, or invalid in important respects or that one would be unloved to significant others if exposed. Um, this will involve hypersensitivity to criticism, rejection, and blame, uh, self-conscious, com- making comparisons, insecurity around others, sense of shame regarding um, one's perceived flaws. Flaws as in we can't feel we're afraid that we're selfish, that we are can have angry impulses, etc., or that we have that we're not good looking or not good status. Then self-love is the ability to self-trust. I trust myself as much as I trust others. Also not the other way around. I only trust myself, but I don't trust others. So that is not healthy either. Um, This is when we have low self-trust. We have issues with autonomy. And it also relates to the external locus of control. Our life feels controlled in that case by external forces instead of our own actions. So we might tend to feel that things are not our fault. Not So we don't feel, person, so that's the personal responsibility aspect. We're not taking personal responsibility. Things feel that it's not our fault. The problem is they're also then not under our control. And that can feel scary in life. And that can leave us susceptible to trusting others, getting into abusive relationships who will dominate us because we trust them more than we trust ourselves. Often this external locus of control can be very problematic. It is very hard for people where you cannot trust yourself. You, you look at your life and you 
believe that you didn't make your own best decisions um, and that things happen outside of your control that leaves you feeling powerless. Um, that often happens when, for instance, as a child, you, you know, you start doing things and then you expect, you can see that what you do has an outcome, has an effect. But if your parent then just says, ah, you built this, all, all this, this, I don't know, with, with your toys and everything, and, or you made this for daddy or whatever, and then throws it away, then you bought another present or, and then the, the input that you had, had no influence, no impact. You teach your child, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. External influences will guide your life. Instead of a parent who says, ah, oh, you made this for that present, so then we will need to buy another present or it shows the child that they have influence over their out the outcome, as an example. This is very important in our healing to be able to have an internal locus of control to work on it. And this is the other problem. There's where dependency starts. As soon as we believe that we don't have influence over our lives, then yes, we're going to invest in other people. We're going to be other-oriented. Um, we're going to have the belief that we are not able to handle our own lives. We're going to become enmeshed. Um, we will have an excessive emotional involvement, closeness with one or more significant others at the expense of full individuation of normal social development. But often... Um, so we will be trying to make others happy. We're trying to make that also manipulate them because they have, we believe that they have influence over our lives. We don't. So that's a huge problem because then we lose ourselves. So the energy that normally people spend in their self, you know, we need a strong sense of self, the self-love, whatever you would like to call it. All the energy that goes into there to introspection, to getting self-awareness, self-acceptance, the ability to, for ourselves to make this happen, the ability that our input has influence and that we have control over our lives. All that energy these people put into others, well, that's a, a huge loss. We need to turn that around to put it, go inward and work on ourselves. Then we will have our own rock and we can't, we won't, uh, we won't be, you know, uh, at the mercy of others, because it will also create a lot of resentments when we're dependent on others. Okay, so this is the internal locus of control, the external locus of control. Internal locus of control, we feel. So when we have the internal locus of control, we feel for the responsibility for our actions. We're less influenced by other people's opinions. We have a strong self, self self-efficacy. We work hard to achieve things that, so we work hard because we believe that it actually is worth it because it will pay off. But when we have an external locus of control, when we work on something, when as a child already we were taught, won't matter. Other circumstances will take over. We will tend to be physically healthier because we will be literally working on ourselves, on our body. We will be happier, independent. We will often achieve greater success at work because we feel that we have an influence in it. So external locus of control is when we, we blame outside forces for their, our circumstances. We often credit luck or chan, chance by, for any successes. We don't believe we can change the situation through our own efforts. We feel hopeless, powerless with difficult situations. When we're in difficult situations, we feel like we cannot solve that. We have been experiencing 
yearned helplessness. So often depression is the feeling that whatever we do, it won't matter. So then you're like, give up. It's very unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, so perhaps when realizing this, we can start changing it with therapy or with within safe attachments. Self-love, the fourth pillar is self-efficacy versus the learned helplessness and capable of reaching realistic beneficial outcomes. Maturing is loving ourselves, but also others, as in we need to also trust other people unless proven guilty and not the other way around, unless proven untrustworthy, not the other way around. So childhood trauma might create the schema, distrust, mistrust, the expectation that others will hurt, abuse, humiliate, cheat, lie, manipulate, use, or take advantage of us. Usually it involves the perception that the harm is intentional or the result of unjustified or an extreme negligence. May include the sense that one always ends up being cheated relative to others or getting short end of the stick. So we cannot go through life when we believe that People don't care about us. I mean, usually when we make, when we deal with, uh, with people, we, we want both, to, we usually want a win-win situation. So unless they prove the opposite. So it's important that we start changing that expectation and that we don't also don't test them and try to focus only on the things that that it turns out that they're abusing us, also to try to see the other parts, to see with your own eyes that other people can be trusted. Group therapy can be true, tremendous help to achieve this. The truth will set us free. So we need to be able to access the truth if we want to go from surviving to thriving. We need to be good in reality testing. Reality testing means that the information that we get through our emotions and through our, our reasoning that that is as accurate, that comes as close to what is actually happening within the interaction with someone, um, our abilities that into reality. So for that, we need to, uh, to, to listen to our emotions. We need to go to our G inner GPS. We cannot leave it aside and, and definitely not start going to other people to tell us what we want and need. We have our own system within, start making use of it. And then when we get the emotions, we need to reason. Emotions are our inner GPS, childhood trauma or inequipped parents who weren't able to access their emotions or think to, 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 yeah, to deal with emotions and, and listen to emotions weren't able to model this to us, will leave us with an inactivated uh, GPS, our emotions are part of our reality testing. They tell us if we're on the wrong or safe right path. Emotions are our, G our GPS. Um, basic, there's a lot of emotions. The basic categories are, are uh, fearful, also fear of rejection. Do I feel that? Do I feel threatened? Do I feel... So don't only confuse, don't only look at anger. So we have fear, um, sadness, anger, joy, like contentment and inner peace and shame. Shame might be also under fear. So try to access these emotions. Don't get stuck only in the anger. Anger is often a self-protective uh, emotion for fear or I feel rejected. I feel abandoned and we, we become angry. Then you're not only angry, you're also frightened. 
either or thinking distorts our reality. So we need our emotions, but we also need to be able to think non-binary, meaning we need to be able to not think or it's this or that, and there's no other in-between option. So for instance, you are my therapist, and but you don't call me as often as I want to, or you don't this or you don't that, doesn't automatically mean that you don't care about me. Perhaps the therapist cares about you, but there's a certain limit. So there's other options. So when we think of either or, for instance, um, let me see. Yeah, this one. You might end up being putting your being the uh, being the victim and the other the victimizer, or the other way around. So it becomes either or. But often we're not only the victim or the victimizer. It's it's more complicated. It's it's more gray. So healing is the ability to see gray. So how do I mature? For that, we need self-love and the four pillars. We need other love. love other love, I mean, to trust other, other people, that they have the best intentions. Normally, they also have their own intentions and their own gain, but they're not necessarily out to disadvantage us. Uh, only the people who actually are. So, and the, uh, the third thing is that we will need to be able to assess reality accurately using our emotions and uh, reason to reason. So be curious instead of, is it either or? No, that excludes curiosity because there's so much many more answers. So what does maturity look like? Maturity is thriving. Examples are being authentic. So being the, the ability to not have to hide yourself, to be uh, who you are. We can also only do that when we have the, you know, remember the first pillar, the self-awareness. And that's only when we are self-aware of who we are, not of what our parent needed us to be. So uh, maturing is the ability to strive for authentic, not ego needs. Authentic needs are needs of more needs of the soul, needs that make us happy. For instance, an authentic need would be to go to a job that perhaps pays less or has less image, less good image, but it makes us, you know, as hard a heart uh, feel. So an ego need would be to get the highest paid job, even when we don't like it, for instance. Also, authentic need would be to choose a partner that is able to make you happy. Um, like authentically happy, a partner that respects you, a partner that, you know, can you can have a good times with, a partner that is consistent. Ego need might be, I want a partner that is successful. Um, I might, I want a partner that's going to heal me. That is our egos, our egos, our wound needs. That might not be realistic because other people cannot heal us anymore. So um, the ability to be caring and committed um, and also to look for it, to, to, to attract caring, committed people instead of people that disrespect us. 
personal responsibility is a sign of maturing. It's the ability that to understand that we, as a child, we were perhaps the victim and we were not responsible for what was done to us. The neglect didn't mean that we were unworthy or shameful. It meant that we were dealing with incapable uh, parents that were incapable to meet our emotional or psychological needs. Um, so as a child, we were the victim. As adults, we are responsible. We are survivors. We are responsible for how we deal with that damage, not them. Equal relationships and friendships. We expect the other person to um, to see us, hear us for who we are. We want a good relationship, an adult relationship, which is equal. We don't want them to become the parent we never had, to always be there for us. You don't care about me. That is a childhood need, Ahmed, need that we need to deal with with our inner parents. So we can have equal relationships, not to high expectations and resentment. So the other pet person or friend or partner won't feel that they're failing us because they can never be our parents. We need to be able to be vulnerable for that. We need to access our emotions. We need to not be afraid to be rejected like we were as a child or ignored when we'll be vulnerable. But we will need to access that. That is a huge, huge healing um, change for many people. When people are able to be vulnerable, then we can actually start talking about having done the healing work. Also to be able, when we've done that act, done that properly, we will be able to see other people's vulnerability as a strength and not as a weakness. We need to trust ourselves as much as others. We need to be connected uh, to our emotions, just like I said, with the vulnerability. Uh, we need to be self-aware, know who we are, Self-compassion at the inner critic is not who we are. We need to have self-love as in general, what the what we discussed. We we as a result won't have excess ego. We won't need to pretend we're good or better or this or that or or that we're worthless. We that's all ego, excess ego. We have all need our basic ego to deal with we're not perfect. We are something to some level insecure. So we need our ego. But the excess ego will, yeah, we will not be there that much. So we, we'll, um, we're going to be assertive when we're mature, but not passive-aggressive and assertive. Um, we're going to be curious instead of judgmental or thinking I black, black or white. We will feel complete. We will uh, be able to separate the trigger from our wound. I feel disrespected to what you're saying now. Don't feel considered. Oh, I remember as a child, I felt this often. Perhaps this is a wound that is triggered. It's not you not considering me or disrespecting me. We need to become our own agent, that we feel that we have our back. We are able to do this, to make our decisions. And if we screwed up in the past, let's see how I can do this in the future, but not start just trusting other people to do it. We cannot outsource parts of ourselves. We need to go and do that ourselves, trust ourselves, and believe in our own ability to achieve. So... This was the presentation. I think this is an important one. Healing from trauma has the potential of getting us past conditioned, a conditioned life where many people sur are surviving or striving in, but are not actually thriving. So we, can, we are able to live where we can, uh, a life where we can actually thrive in if we do the healing journey properly, really connect to our authentic self.
And don't forget to enjoy this journey to your authentic self. It can be the most beautiful journey you'll experience. So yes, this was me, Stephanie Carinha, I'm a clinical psychologist. Please go follow me on Instagram. Would love to see you there and um, or on Facebook. And you can also check out my website for courses and resources. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.